I didn't really hear that until I put the uh, earphones on. Almost sounds like electrical interference. Speaking of which, I haven't had a phone call in a week on my cell phone. I'm sitting at an absolutely beautiful, beautiful spot on the Funday Trail. Um, high up, overlooking low tide and the coastline, very much like Cape Breton, maybe not as high, certainly not as high, but it just a beautiful, beautiful scene. The uh, Bay of Funday is extremely calm today. It's just, it's still, it's amazing. And as it's low tide, you see parts of the shoreline that you wouldn't see at high tide. It just gets submerged. It changes shape. Sorry, I've <laughs> that rude noise. I've got a uh, fisherman's friend lozenge in my mouth. And I'm fishing from side to side. It's a very powerful taste. Got to keep it moving. Anyway... Two voices. One voice says, no, you're having a nice time. You're quiet. You're secluded. Just be by yourself and think. And the other voice says, but this would be a nice time to talk to people and share your present moment. So that's the voice that won out. Um, I'm enjoying the time... By myself. I mean, I'm surrounded by people. My trailer next to me is um, my nephew, niece, or niece, and her husband and two children, who I'm very close to and very fond of. And then uh, two cottages down and the cottage next to that. Two of their friends, sets of friends with their children from St. Mary Kempville. And then further down, and uh, next to them, my brother, sister-in-law. That's where I get my hot coffee every morning. My brother comes up with a cup. Are you ready for your coffee? It's kind of nice. I'm still cooking on the Coleman stove, and uh, actually I ran out of fuel yesterday, and it was very decent of my brother while he was in St. John. I texted and said, if you see a Canadian tire and they happen to have Coleman fuel please pick some up but don't go out of your way and of course he did and it was very shades of what he's done for me all my life I don't talk about him enough I don't give him enough credit but he's been a good older brother and he's always um, um, he'd, he'd always be there for me if I needed him and uh, just Something simple like this. Yep, and came back. There's the Coleman. And I even got you a funnel to pour it in. That was nice. So, I'm going to head back there soon. It's uh, 2.30 now, New Brunswick time. But I'm towards the end of the trail, and we've decided, all of us. Uh, so, most of those people came out for this... Um, Day trip in Funday Park, or Funday Trail, not Funday Park. Funday National Park is about 15 miles, I think, or further down the road. But that road doesn't go through yet. It will by this time next year, and we'll change everything. Right now, this 
is quite quiet, and that's a big part of the attraction. But it will start to get written up and traveled more heavily. But it's a place I'd come back to. Hmm. I hear another car. I might have to cut this short. Hmm. Because I'm sitting at a picnic table and it's the destination for this lookout. So I don't think we'll carry on quite the same, same conversation with other folks sitting here. It would be a bit strange and probably intimidating to them. Anyway, I'm having a great time. I'm really, I'm just enjoying, like I say, slapping together food on the uh, Coleman, having the cottage just for, just for the cabin, just for night for sleeping, basically. But with a little deck in the front and a picnic table out front and uh, my recliner chair. Spent a lot of time in the sun, a lot of time reading the book of the biography of Hartland Molson. Very interesting story. So it's just a good holiday, I guess that's all I have to say. I thought I had a lot more in terms of insights and things I wanted to share, but they escape me now, and uh, maybe it's just not necessary. I think one of the problems, with even with a podcast, we don't clearly explain where we're at, what's going on, how we're feeling. It, it's just... There's just too many factors, too many variables. It's impossible to describe. So on that note, I'm going to shut this down, continue to stare at the scene, and slowly drive back to the camp. Bye for now. Yeah, I'm back. Seems those people didn't come all the way to where I'm sitting, so uh, I guess they left. So I'll continue talking. Moments later, I've just uh, been staring at the scene and taking pictures from various angles and focal lengths. And then when I backed off, I thought, you know, it's just, it doesn't mean as much as just standing out there staring at the real thing. It's fun to frame a photograph, but... It does put a wall between you and the thing. It also takes you to the thing if it's a good photograph, but... Anyway, it's it's just a splendid, splendid view. And it's so calm and it's so quiet, like it's nobody around. This whole area is just lovely and the campsite's quiet. At night we've been sitting around a campfire and it's been hosted by... Some of the other Campville people, husband and wife and a daughter. And uh, it's kind of a nice mix of people. Like, it's not people I have hung out with before, although I've probably met each of them individually in the past sometime through my nephew and niece, of course. But uh, it's been nice just sitting there, watching the fire, listening, having a beer. But I also feel very independent, like I'm joining in, but I'm on my own, and I am liking that part of it. So they're all ahead. We've all met on this trail today. We all sort of crossed over roughly the same time into the park, Funday Trail Park. And, uh, 
I've been stopping at the various points along the way, the viewpoints. And this is for sure the best or the most beautiful in my eyes. And the others seem to think so too. So they've all left, gone ahead of me. They'll do things like the suspension bridge and other spots. There's world famous, world's best, according to TripAdvisor, uh, clam chowder sold here on the beach by the caves. And uh, I had a cut yesterday, and it was very, very good. Loved it. Lots of chunks of real food in there, real fish. The lobster, the scallops. And that third item I can't think of. Not clams, no. Well, it's clam chowder. You'd think they would be clams, I suppose. Um, and realize later I, I get indigestion from one of those things, not the lobster. So I drove back into town and bought some Tums and a 500 milliliters of chocolate milk. And went for a little drive. And then met my brother. Like, it's a small town, you know. There's two covered bridges in the town, wooden bridges, which are quite wonderful, too. It's just, it's my first time here. Uh, my niece found out about it. My niece and my brother, they've come here for, this is probably their third time. And I'm realizing, wow, what a nice little spot. Maybe I shouldn't even be sharing this with you. I was thinking of Bob Goyetch, in fact, how uh, this would be a perfect place for him to come with the family. Drive aside, everybody, nobody likes a long drive, but uh, hey, New Brunswick is worth coming to. It'd be fun, even with those little cabins. Uh, and some people tenting, some people, somebody would rent an RV to have a little gathering of uh, podcast type people, I suppose, or people, friends we know through podcasting. Camping has always sounded like an interesting option. I think it's going to happen sometime. just don't know when. It's certainly been talked about. Chickadee-dee-dee. Anyway, it's, uh, I'm getting the feeling I'm kind of wasting your time now. And maybe me wasting mine, too. So... We'll shut this down. I'll get back to staring and then contemplate the slow drive back along this coastline, this beautiful coastline. Kin signing out. And back for the third time, same day, same place. I can't leave this spot. Like, why would I? I will not find a more beautiful sight to look at all day. The sun is shining. I'm sitting among some tall pine trees at a picnic table. A very few people are coming by. One lady just came to comment on how beautiful it was. And part of the beauty is the fact that the road is not through yet to fun day. So there's very few people visiting here. This will change when that road is put through all the way to Moncton I here. So, a chance to enjoy it now. I'm thinking a lot about Kerouac, I guess. Well, Kerouac has got French-Canadian roots. And New Brunswick is very French-Canadian in lots of ways. And it's the woods, it's the land, it's the sea. 
the idea of staying in a cabin. I wanted to talk about Dixon Jane's The Zine, which is coming back, as you've heard. I put out a um, tweet the other day, and it just said, Dixon Jane's The Zine. Invitation only. Fuck you. And I kind of like that. It was a moment of inspiration. And it was uh, meant to say, wait a minute now. I'm not going to go out selling Dixon Jane's. I know how good it's going to be. And uh, that people will want to read it. I did not realize that this is a path that's all interconnected. This whole idea of um, meeting new people through podcasting who are creative and interesting writers and will have interesting things to say. And if those people contribute articles, letters, stories, poems, anything they want, any just piece of writing, greetings, reflections, ramblatorials, interviews, whatever they care to contribute, collectively it will make for an interesting voice, an interesting read. And uh, it feels right. I just have to do my part of holding up my end of standards. And maybe, you know, will I refuse to include some stuff? Well, that would be hurtful, but I might have to. I'm going to be. It's not really an editor. It's more of an assembler. But um, I just mean do your best. It doesn't mean that Dixon Jean's ever had standards. It just was what it was. But uh, I like the idea of people sharing their voices. And this will be in print and permanent. And the number of people I've already spoken to about this who are aware of it have said, wow, yeah, count me in. Tim Coyne was the latest. Um, And part of the reason I'm telling you this is that I realized, wait a minute now, what is that noise? Oh, things falling into my pocket. To be very authentic... I should invite Scott and Greta, the uh, minister of my church, and her husband to contribute something, because I don't think... I think it will be interesting. These are interesting people. And why would I hide this from them? I'm coming out. I've come out as the Scarborough dude. I'm coming out as... This is who I am. Anyway, more people coming, so I think I'll cut this one short again, but I just want to get that out there. Greta and Scott... I hope you're on board. Thank you.
Ew, she's going. I can't hear it. Oh, I'm not plugged in, that's why. Not that you'd know. There we go. Well, ooh, ah, too loud. Too much hand handling of this mic. These ladies must be drunk, I don't know. Maybe not, maybe just happy. They're coming back from the caves. I'm on the beach. It was uh, an overcast day. Oh, I had a wonderful day. I went for a drive. Um, yeah. I'll tell you what's ahead. I'm just going to talk to me. Talk to you about my day. And how I ended up with the four books that are beside me. No mystery there. I drove to Sussex. Um, Oliver had talked about that's where there was a Tim Hortons. He wanted to get this bagel with cream cheese. And as soon as I had that image in my mind, I really wanted to go from our camp and have a Tim Hortons and a bagel and cream cheese. Funny, on the way in, I just thought, oh, I'm just so sick of this food. The first breakfast I had uh, just outside Russell was Tim Hortons. And I thought, why am I eating this crap? And a week later, I need it. Anyway, it was a good drive in along a, a rough rural road, Route 111, here in New Brunswick. And um, it was good. And I, the town was Sussex. And I didn't realize, oh, there is a real little town here and a few little, you know, used odds and ends, bookshop type gift shop things. Because, you know, it's sort of on the route. Run that connects with Highway 1, too. So that's the route I took back to the St. John Airport. That's a small one. Fueled up with gas and uh, then took a local series of roads. I think it was called the 825 or something. You had to look it up on a map as if you needed the number. Uh, but some beautiful, beautiful views of the sea and, you know, a couple of old churches and few isolated homes and not again not just a rural place but something you can imagine being on a tourist destination with a lot more places to stop and try and sell you things well they had a good time they got a dog with them French New Brunswickers it's great to hear the French down here It's neat that it exists, you know. In this province, a truly bilingual province. So glad I made that trip. Like I enjoyed the drive a lot, and it was an overcast, rainy, wet kind of day. So I had a slow morning of just, you know. My uh, sister-in-law gave me a little stack of fresh local blueberries, and I had some yogurt left, and a Colorado trail mix of nuts and raisins and pumpkin seeds, so I threw that into the yogurt, and it was a delicious little breakfast. A point I wanted to make, because I'm aware of it, uh, and uh, you wouldn't be, is that it was... So effortless, the bit of shopping I did before coming, this trip just came together so smoothly. Like, 
I, I brought along the things I needed. It wasn't a long time, oh, i got to make a list, and I'll do this. You know, I mean, I, I gradually thought of things and even thought of more. Oh, baggies would have been a good thing to have handy, and little clips for bags, you know. Well, that'll be the next trip, if I remember. But I had everything, basically, and, and uh, right down to the Coleman and my brother getting me the more fuel, it's it just... I've been living a nicely textured few days here. I'm really enjoying it. It's been a very pleasant holiday, and, uh... Oh God, these words stink sometimes, don't they? I mean, oh, it was a pleasant holiday, eh? The fuck does that mean? Oh, by the way, Patty... Patty in, um... Japan... Uh, says he misses the Scarborough dude. And boy, that that made me think. Holy shit, did that make me think. Hmm. I wonder if that's prompted me to uh, do the dirty and have a toot. Which I just did. And it's a, like a little bit of a... I'm sitting here, tired, resting. Uh, not sure what to do next. I'm going for supper. I'm not really hungry. But uh, listen, I was listening to Jason. It was Jason who drove me to getting high. Thanks, Jason. I appreciate that. I was listening to your podcast. The one with the title... Well, not the mixture one. Um, I can't find it. Well, I could find it, but I'd, I'd have to look for it. And is it really important that I give you the title, other than to say, Jesus Christ, all right. How come there, I'm not getting any more of the podcast that shall not be named? I haven't had any of those for quite a while. Concerned about that? Never get the shame cast. You can never depend on that thing. Right up in this brain. Yeah, all caffeined up. Uh, I kind of like the wired Jason, but you wouldn't say, "Oh, that's the Jason you got to be all the time." But this comment about the Scarborough dude, and of course, Patty's not the first to say that. It's a, it gives, it's a real funny feeling for me. Like, oh. Do I go back and assume a character? Is that what I do? Or does it mean there's something about Scarborough Dude that was just more... Something people liked better about him. What is it, you know? He appeared not to give a shit. He did, though. Maybe, but it's maybe, okay, interesting. I wonder if that is a difference. Ken is a little more serious, a little more worried, a little more uptight. You know, Fret's a little more. It's a bit of a worry word. Scarborough Dube is a little more free of that, right? Almost in a Fonzie kind of way. Who the hell cares? Or more accurately, what me worry in Alfred E. Newman sense. But who is it so attracted to? The Beats, Somerset Mom, Henry Miller... You read and you like 
That seems that's Ken. And who did the Dixon Jane zine? That was Ken. And who's doing this? Hmm. Right now, eh? It's Ken, but I'm not all caffeined up. I had the, just the, the smallest piece of a leftover roach that um, I didn't even finish. Kept in one of my wonderful little silver pens. Uh, true, you know. I was going to say true fans of the show would know, but that that would make a great gift. Um, by the way, I'm going to be promoting uh, Christmas gift subscriptions to Dixon Jeans for those of you who want to get somebody special, something different, something unique. It's not going to cost you much. Depends where they live, of course. Overseas is going to cost more. But if you got a friend, you know, somebody you know, a relative, you're all, well, you don't really do gift exchange, you've got to do something. What could be better than a subscription to Dixon Jane's that comes out four times a year? So they're going to get 12 or 16, you know, pages four times a year. Something to look for. It comes in the mail. No matter what it is, you can't tell me there's a human on earth who isn't going to find something of interest in one of those issues to have made it all worthwhile. But I think there'll be a lot more than that. I think there'll be a lot more interesting things. I think Dixon Dixon Jane's The Zine is coming of age. It's a collective voice of interesting people and people who care, people who care, people who care, people who care, people who care. That's a good little tagline, right? By people who care. Or a gift from people who care. Remind me to include that, would you? I've got, I'm going to have some work to do, but I'm, I'm going to have to do, devote. This is what I should do. I'm teaching two days a week. Devote one day of the week to Dixon Jane's The Zine. Why not? Like one day. Trouble is, it'll be like the podcast. They trickle into every day. But anyway, it was time I, I did that. I, I, I really did have an enjoyable day. I just, it just, this trip has flowed so beautifully. I've, I've said before, and I've been saying more often, some things are coming together for me. And this little holiday is a very good example of that. I'm just, boom, probably, yeah, all right, I'm there, sure. After me calling and only just finding out about it. Getting the cabin, like, right adjacent, was the last one adjacent to this site of my brother and my niece. It was perfect, the perfect cabin for me. Basic, it's so comfortable. Okay, good. One night in the tent, good. And now, five nights in this cabin, really nothing to do, and on my own, people around who I can interact with when I want to, and a lot of time just on my own. Thoroughly enjoying, oh, speaking of books, yeah, thoroughly enjoying the Hartland Molson biography. I mean, that's just interesting. It's, it's leading you to, through two wars. The Molson family, the brewery, the business, Canadian Airlines. It's just a lot of history it's touched on, you know? It's a, it's a, it's a good read. I'm really enjoying that. So anyway, in Sutton, I'm walking, I, I see, oh, junk in the window. Old Tonka toys and things and chairs and books, 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 books. It seemed like they've come out of somebody's cabin. I mean, these books... We're native to New Brunswick, you know, they're from here. So I've got a hardcover here for a dollar called Growing Up, in brackets, at 37 by 
excuse me, Jerry Rubin. That is going to be an interesting read. Jerry Rubin, you know, coming of this. Hey, let me let me read the uh, the inside cover to you, okay? You there? Oh, that's my phone. Uh, Jerry Rubin, co-founder of the Yippie Movement and a member of the Chicago 7, traces his personal odyssey from radical activists. By the way, I should advertise Dixon Jean's The Zine in local-used bookshops. Now, I'm, I, you know, it just occurred to me I wasn't going there. I wasn't going, Those words came up. I wasn't going there. What I was thinking was that I would be wanting to plug and promote local-used bookshops like The Great Escape in Toronto and saying, yeah, we'll tell you, people who are still interested, and I assume a lot of my readers might be, in just going to a good used, used bookshop, uh, not a gift shop, not one selling, you know, even necessarily local artist work, although they could have a post up at the cashier, but good used bookshops or places where you can find books across Canada around the world, for that matter. Uh, a section in Dixon Jane's... Oh, shut up. Please, dog. All right, anyway, back to Jerry Rubin. Traces his personal odyssey from radical activist of the 60s to a practic- practitioner in the growth potential movements of the 70s, working to change in me the things I opposed externally in the streets. Hmm. A quote. Don't really like that one. Finding himself categorized by the press as erstwhile and aging at 34 and oppressed by his own lack of inner peace. Mm. Jerry Rubin turned his energy inward, seeking a self-redefinition through various forms of new consciousness. Capital N, capital C. <laughs> now, how how could I not get that? Oh, my God. This is a gem. This... It belongs in my library. Like, holy shit, my library's getting better and better. You know, all this talk about selling that damn thing. I should be giving tours. Um, I did, I, I mentioned, I probably mentioned before, but it keeps coming back to me, of going to Greta and say, look, I have an idea for um, a little course that might be interesting to some of your church members. Uh, we meet in an evening, maybe, uh, you know, every second week or whatever. And uh, I lead this course called From the Beats to the Beatles. Now, my focus, my interest, of course, would be on the beats. But you'd need a bit of a hook, and then as you progress past them to, you know, why, I mean, basically the hippie movement has to be doing a better job of thinking the beats. Does that make sense? Is that true? Yes. Yes, and of course the beats have to thank people. Before then, there's always other people leading the way. But um, I don't think the beats do really get their true, uh, you know, their true due. Um, yeah, I'm not going to go into the reasons now. Why would I? Why would I allow myself to get stuck there? Jesus. Uh, ah, so this course. All right, you know what's happened, right? Jesus. Uh, this course. Um, and it, it would be kind of neat how the things the hippies did, and the focus then would, the Beatles, right? It is the beats to the Beatles. Um, I think I could just generate a lot of interest. I think people come in, we'd do readings from beat stuff, you'd listen to a few recordings, like Howl and other stuff. I have the library 
to bring stuff in and share and show and uh, suggest, assign a book. So I, I'd like to go ahead with that because I think there could be some real interest and I think I know enough about it to lead it. You know, people, okay, everybody comes in and does a report on a different character or something. That's your job. Look them up and tell us about them. Um, it's something I've always wanted to do and thought it had to be like a business or this would be a course I'd offer in ESL. But I think if I just do it, Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So here's the thing, okay? My body's fucked. I can't walk. I've, I'm just, well, I can walk, but with pain and difficulty. Um, but my brain is as active as it's ever been, but in a, in a clear way. Like, I'm clear about this, uh, this zine thing. I was clear, and I, st- I still am about sticking to baby Sally, and not being driven off, and part of it is a is a simply a stubborn streak for one. But I think I have not yet exhausted it. If I was to end this and go back to doing Dixon Jeans, I have not yet finished this thing, this this part of the journey. So uh, I mean, I could arbitrarily, arbitrarily say, "Oh, well, it needs fifty episodes or a hundred. but uh, that's not what I mean. Uh, it will it will morph itself wherever it goes to, and uh, but from now, for me, it's important to stick to this. Uh, but I am looking forward so much to this uh, Dixon Jane zine. I'm just so excited about that, and uh, I think I just get a sense like you know people will be you'll you'll get it. People say, yeah, I want a piece of that. I want to read that, and uh, who knows what will come of all that. I, I'm, I'm just, I mean, the same thing. I could be setting myself up for a huge disappointment. People lose interest. Nah, you know, I like I liked writing. I like people reading my part, but the rest wasn't all that interesting. And eh, I don't know those people, which was the usual uh, response. Um, but I think there'll be others who'll stick with it. You know, give it a year anyway. What have you got to lose? So yeah, I'll be pushing for subscriptions just to keep it going to encourage me and say, okay, I'm not just supporting this whole thing alone. as a commitment. And um, let's have fun with it. Let's have fun with it. Let's see some neat variety and stuff. Uh, one, of the, one of the traditions it had towards the end was what's called a ramblatorial that you got to write. That was the front piece and, you know, be as long as you want, but uh, an editorial that's allowed to wander, as these podcasts do. You know, a ramblatorial was sort of podcast style. You were allowed to start talking and you didn't have to fold your thread. I never could. If you read through some of my old ramblatorials, you'll find they do ramble. Um, but the idea of appointing somebody each time they nom, so somebody gets it, I, I give somebody's name, and then that person nominates somebody else for the next one, and each person gets turn when and if they are asked and if they bother to reply to it. But uh, I think that's a good idea. Find a way of doing that. Thought about Anthony. Oh yeah, why did I think about Anthony? Because I bought a book and said, oh, i got to buy that for Anthony. And then, selfishly, I'm, I'm telling you this, I'm going out and thought, well, you know, of course I'd buy it for him. Uh, now that I have it, wait a minute, wait a minute, not till I read it. And then who knows after that. And he might even already have a copy anyway, and it might not matter. But I had to buy the book anyway. Oscar Peterson, The Will to Swing, a biography. 
That's a good title, The Will to Swing. Like, hey, are you kidding? What a find. So you got the Jerry Rubin book. You got a Oscar Peterson story, which looks good. All right, let's. So here, let's do the inside flap on this. Another hardcover. God, I should have bought the store out. At least I got something. What a, what a, to me, what a worthwhile day. Holy fuck. You found a bookstore you didn't know existed in a town you weren't planning on going to. And here you are. Thrilled about it. Oscar Peterson, The Will to Swing. Oscar Peterson, the young man from Montreal, St. Antoine District, became an international artist while still in his 20s. In his wide-ranging biography, critic and lyricist Gene Lees examines the life and motivation of one of the world's greatest jazz pianists, a brooding genius who has sought constantly to explore all the possibilities of his chosen instrument and is still engaged in that process of discovery today. All right. So there you go. Okay? That's the second book that I say. Don't tell me. Oh, shit. I only got... No, come on. I thought I got four books. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I won't even flip through it. It's a life book, but it's a great big one. Uh, Life the 60s, with introduction by Tom Brokaw. Brokaw, you know the guy. I mean, anyway, it's good. Like, it belongs in my library. Like, it's a table book for a buck. Jeez, this was a this was one of the best finds ever. And it, it's an added bonus. It's like I'm being rewarded, okay? Like, this is what I was trying to get at earlier. My body's all shot to hell. But for Christ's sake, things are smoothly flowing and uh, I've pretty well made up my mind. Well, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm not gonna go back to college in January. I'll go to Australia. I'll see my son, my number one son, Chuck. No, Jerry. And um, that'll be very interesting. I even thought, wait a minute, now I texted him today. What's it cost to go to New Zealand? If I'm going to Australia, maybe cheap. I should go to New Zealand and just drive a little bit. That would be fun. I like being on my own. Anyway, last book. Sorry, it it seemed to have taken my tone. It's very serious and sad now. Didn't mean it to be like that. Um, Oh, we've been going on for 22 minutes. Really? Are you serious? Like Christ, it's a whole podcast all by itself. Sitting sitting at two caves on the Bay of Fundy. Holy shit. This is a live fucking recording, folks. I'd forgotten I was here. I'm looking out at the caves. I'm parked on a pile of gravel, looking at the caves, looking at a few people walking on over the rocks and the, on the beach. It's not raining now. A couple of families out. And this beautiful inlet reminding me that, like, the caves in Matala. That's what it looks like. Hills and... It made me think when I looked at them earlier of, uh, you know, the Aboriginal people. I mean, they would have known, they would have explored what group was here, what tribe, you know. Did they inscribe anything in the caves? You don't see many signs like that that have survived. Anyway, yeah, let's finish this off. I'm sorry. And I'm, Again, I'm like, just the way Jason was all caffeined up. And the other way, all caffeined up. Uh, a panther book, 35-cent panther book, in very good condition with a very interesting cover. And again, I should have bought more. Um, 
called The Road to Tyburn. The Extraordinary Story of Jack Shepard, the Greatest Prison Breaker in the Annals of This Country. The 18th Century, Body and Corrupt, a Wilderness of Gin Cellars and Gaming Dens. One of those kind of novels. But I just uh, I just couldn't uh, resist. You know, Jack Shepard, here, this is the back cover. Prison Breaker Supreme, arch-criminal of his day. At the age of 22, Jack Shepard had become a legend in his lifetime and had remained one ever since. Against the seamy background of the 18th century underworld, Christopher Hibbert recalls the life and death of this extraordinary man who was not only the greatest prison breaker in the annals of this country, but a man of courage, wit, and charm. And here, too, are the evil and pathetic characters of his day, all passing through the pages of this fascinating book. Okay. That's a panther book distributed in Canada by the Capital Distributing Company. Distributing Company. Distributing. Distributing Company. Canada Limited. Oakville, Ontario. Yeah. Cheesy, but, uh, you know, one of those, hey, what the hell? You know, I was a little disappointed. I had to pay a dollar for it, too, but I bought it mostly for the cover. So, uh, anyway, a good haul, an excellent haul, all a bonus. And um, I just wanted to tell you, as I have, what a fabulous little holiday. This little holiday in New Brunswick has just done me some good. I hope I can carry away with me the... Uh, Satisfaction, the light joy that I feel now. All right, signing out. Back to Jason. Where are you, Jason? I thought we had you plugged in. Oh, yeah, that's what I dropped. There it is. I dropped Jason right in his head. All right, all right, all right. Enter the secret password and uh, carry on. Let's look at the calendar. Here it is right here in my hand, folks. So this is the RCA Voyager 2 uh, Android tablet, $49 American. It is the lower resolution screen. It's like a thousand. All right, all right. That's the geek section. I'm not, I'm not going to show the geek section. It's like the higher resolution screen that you would want. Yeah, no, I'm not doing that. All right, fine. Thank you.
on notifications and stuff like that. But um, it's just a fabulous little tablet, and, and I used it on and off all day yesterday. I keep it right beside me, and it looks like it's still got 80% of the battery. I mean, it's just fantastic. It's just a great little deal. So I'll put a link in the show notes if anybody's curious. I mean, just to have an extra little tablet like that, $49. If something happens to this, well, I mean, it was just $49. I mean, yeah, that's a lot of money, uh, but I'm, for what this is, that is amazing. It's, a, it's absolutely amazing. RCA, Voyager 2, I love it. Fantastic tablet, perfect size. Very pleased with it. Oh, and the sound, uh, it's a little mono speaker, but I did some streaming radio on it. Very acceptable. I mean, it's fine. I listened to transistor radios growing up. This is 50 times better than that. Uh, just it's quite quite a remarkable uh, review. Like I, I'm recording this because I felt bad that it sounded like I was dissing his cheapest case they had at all. Uh, and it's just I'll just seeing. Now am I going to buy on my twenty dollar tablet? But I'm not going to fill up Dixon James podcast with it. For a fifty dollar tablet. All right, so I'm just adding that. Now we're going to phase it out. I mean, I'm just coming back in to say what I'm not going to do. Anyway, I just wanted to make sure no was taken in case it sounded like I was dissing the guy. If I, if I end up Jason wouldn't do that at all. If I end up doing something stupid, I do something stupid. So I went on to eBay and I searched on some tablet slipcases. I went to the cheapest, lowest price, lowest shipping. Three dollars shipped. I get. I'm getting a BlackBerry, um, that old BlackBerry playbook. Boy, he knows how to use the internet, doesn't he? Three dollars shipped. For getting. So I got a blue slipcase. Stuff. It's going to fit it perfectly, and so my investment. But he knows what to look for too, like obviously. Dollars plus tax. Um, it's fantastic. If it ever bursts into flames or anything, I'll let you know. But uh, I tell you, it's the nicest Android tablet, um, minus the screen, you know, not being as nice. Now I have a Kindle HD six uh, that I got last year that I'm keeping for the kids. So when they have to read school books and stuff on it, it has a beautiful HD screen on it. Really nice to read on. I've read books on it. It's the best reading tablet I've ever had. Six-inch screen is perfect, and the, the screen is just beautiful. Most tablets I read on give me terrible eye fatigue. That tablet's wonderful, even though I prefer my paper white. Uh, and I know I'm getting way... You, you're probably like, why is he going on and on? <laughs> you know, it's terrible. I'll do this at five times speed. I'm almost done talking. No, no, but I'm enjoying the, it. The Amazon Kindle software sucks. So you can't, it's like I can't sync it with Google, I can't do anything, it's so hampered and locked down, um, you know, $49, except for this not having as good a screen on it, this would be a much better value. If RCA made a $69 tablet with the nicer screen and a 16 gig memory, it would be the best deal you ever had in your life, if, if the QC on this is good. Let's hope this thing holds up, and in a year it still works. Uh, who knows? What's the I've, I've quality control? Okay. The RCA tablet will just stop working, or you know, it's cheaply made. It has cheap components. It looks wonderful. So let's just see if it holds up. So that's the test, isn't it? Five stars. Test of time. Uh, in day two of having the RCA tablet. Now my other uh, entry in the okay. corner. Now you're going to have to listen. You're going to have to go back and listen back. to him. So we're not going to do any more of that. I'm going to listen, but you're not. Unless you're going to listen to Jason. Up in this brain. Bye.
drive and just found some beautiful places. The Tynemouth Covered Bridge from 1927. Then saw a quick turn off on a dead-end road and it led me right here to the lighthouse in the fog. Wonderful sound. Me while I take a picture. just that foghorn sound and uh, nothing more. Oh, it's just, it's, it's damp, it's foggy, like it's foggy all the time here. We're right on the Bay of Fundy. I mean, this is it. You can't get any closer without falling in. So, I'll be careful of my footing here. Christ almighty. <laughs> there it is. Nothing romantic about that. It's just one big blast. Here's another. Come on. Oh, Jesus. I'm gonna get away from that thing. It's gonna deafen me. Fantastic spot, like totally unplanned, unexpected, and a perfect place to sit. Oh my god. Sitting right on the edge, the bluffs, right on the Bay of Fundy, right the rock. I'm looking down at these rocks, again, just shrouded in fog. It is so beautiful. The wind and the tall grass. Holy man. I don't know. That may get irritating after a while. I don't know. I don't have the earphones plugged in, but uh, the view, the water, the rocks, the fog, the grass. You just can't see out there. Like it's holy shit. There's no visibility. Just the beautiful shapes and everything gray. 
soft. Okay, I'm gonna shut this down a bit while I readjust. I'll be right back, okay? I'm gonna have to go back to my car and grab a beer. Nah, I can wait. Yeah, from uh, the far side, not directly in front of the foghorn. It sounds great. Standing there, holy shit. It's wicked. But what a beautiful sight in the fog. Again, this white building. I've taken countless pictures. Wildflowers all around. And this thing about this part of New Brunswick, it's just, it's not like overly populated like this there was one car here and they left as I came up people from Ontario it's just such a quiet area as yet not you know not gone wild with tourists and it's so it's everything you'd want to see well now you gotta listen to me breathe heavily but again I just keep raving about what a fine surprise at the holiday this is and it's not over yet. I get on a ferry tomorrow and there's nothing like a ferry ride across the Bay of Fun Day to make you feel like whippy. This is holiday time. I was Skyping with my well not Skyping messaging with uh, Jerry in Melbourne today making plans for my trip to Australia. And I said, I think I might like to go to New Zealand as a side trip. And he said, oh, well, wait till February and I'll go with you. And I thought, what a great idea. Head off to New Zealand. And uh, rent a car. Drive around. Let him do all the planning. So that's something new. Something to... uh, Something else to look forward to. If I can just... God damn it. Get my health back I'm only recording this just so you know how out of shape I am and how that little short walk just the lighthouse my back is already aching and, and I'm not doing this to whine it's a reminder to myself hey you gotta fucking take care of yourself boy that ain't right what you're going through alright getting in the car now catch up with you later mm-hmm.